Shalom, I'm Mitch Glazer, President of Chosen People Ministries. And with me today is my co-host, Robert Walter, who leads the work of Chosen People Ministries in what I call the true holy land, Brooklyn, New York City. Bobby, this is going to be a very special July 4th weekend uh, radio program. Shalom and welcome, everyone. And Mitch, you're right. I mean, Brooklyn is pretty awesome. Uh, New York City is awesome. And actually, I don't know if our listeners are aware, but outside of the land of Israel, New York City is the largest Jewish community in the world. And we love living here. But today's program, On the Chosen People, we are going to be talking about uh, one of America's favorite holidays, really a foundational holiday, Independence Day, or the 4th of July. And what we want to do is take a look at some Jewish American heroes and really look at some of the contributions that they have made to this country and honestly to the entire world. Sounds wonderful. The concept of freedom is such a great biblical truth. I mean, if it wasn't for the Exodus, I don't think we would understand redemption and I don't think we would understand freedom. I think it's so foundational to the Judeo-Christian heritage of our country. But of course, it's just so foundational to me as a Jewish person to understand what it means to be set free, not only nationally and politically, but set free from my sin. And to understand a God who makes a way, parts the Red Sea, leads you through the wilderness, reveals himself at Sinai to uh, live in a land of promise. All those themes are just so magnificent, and it helps me understand what it means to be set free from slavery, what a, a glorious, glorious thing that is. And I think there's even a, uh, one of the chapters in Scripture in the five books of Moses, the Torah, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 25 speaks a lot about freedom. And if we understand that chapter, I think it gives us a better and deeper understanding of freedom, doesn't it? Absolutely, Mitch. Absolutely. So, in Leviticus 25, what we, what we find is the year of Jubilee. So, God spoke to Moses and told Moses to tell Israel that every 50 years, uh, they are to have uh, this year where they're proclaiming release freedom. The Hebrew word that's used there is doror, doror, uh, to be liberated. And it, it's a time of great rejoicing throughout the entire year. And one thing I want to point out about it that's really sort of unique and important for us, and it falls in line with what you were just mentioning, uh, the day that the year of Jubilee begins, it's on Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. So, it wasn't your average uh, New Year day, you know, so on our calendar, it would be like January 1st, right? No, it was a specific holiday that's toward the end of the calendar year on the Jewish calendar. And this holiday, the Day of Atonement, is a day that's all about the entire nation being set free from sin through the sacrificial blood that is applied to the mercy seat. Wow. And when we think about Jesus, when we think about what he's done for us, in many ways, he has fulfilled this Yom Kippur picture for us, and he has given this uh, freedom to us. Yeah, the Jubilee year is just so foundational as well. And, and, and it does harken back to the Exodus. It, it harkens back to a God who is a redeeming God. That's right. in God's nature. Right. Uh, what he created was perfect. We broke it, and he's fixing it. Mm. And, and that's just so much the message of the gospel. 
and redemption and release are, are almost synonymous terms. Mm-hmm. We've been set free. And this country has always been a symbol of freedom for the Jewish people. You know, my own grandparents on both sides came to the United States of America because they were enduring such terrible persecution, mostly in Eastern Europe, in Poland and Russia. There were about 2 million Jewish people that emigrated between the 1880s and World War I, and many of them came through Ellis Island, which also became a symbol for freedom. Mm. And many of them came to New York City and to Brooklyn and then fanned out to great cities like Chicago and Los Angeles and uh, other cities all across uh, the country. Right. And so I was raised uh, to have a deep appreciation for the freedom and the opportunities and for the lack of persecution. I mean, Jewish people were so used to living with persecution. To be in a country where Jews were not persecuted because they were Jews was just so liberating for mm. Jewish people. It was almost like it was almost like the year of Jubilee was every day. Wow. <laughs> you know? And and it was marvelous. And uh, my grandparents taught me to love the United States of America and to be a loyal and faithful citizen because it gave them a new beginning. And so I'm actually second generation. So my mom was was born here. My dad was born here. But my grandparents uh, were all born in uh, Eastern Europe. Hmm. And I relish those freedoms. And so I don't have to wait for July 4th to send out fireworks, you know, to celebrate the freedom that we have. But what a joy it is to be a Jewish believer in Jesus, Bobby. I mean, to have the freedom to worship God in the way I, I'd like to here in America, and then to also be a free person from the inside out because Jesus redeemed me from sin and death. And of course, it's, it's our prayer that Jewish people will come to know this double freedom, both in the United States, both freedom politically and nationally, freedom of religion, and also the freedom that comes through faith in Jesus, the Messiah. I've got a lot of Jewish heroes who were Eastern European that actually made a great uh, name for themselves because of the opportunity that they had living in the United States. Mm -hmm. One of those people that I really admire, because I love baseball, was who we know as Hank Greenberg, the great Jewish baseball player. Absolutely, absolutely. And, And what's more American than talking about a famous baseball player on the 4th of July? right? Hyman Hank Greenberg, great Jewish baseball player, but he was far more than a baseball player. Uh, His nickname when he played was the Hebrew Hammer. Uh, And uh, he was one of the first to publicly welcome Jackie Robinson to the game in 1947. Really, what what stands out about him is he was a patriotic American. Uh, He served in the United States military in 1940 during World War II. He became the first American League baseball player to register for the nation's peacetime draft. And then in 1941, he was drafted into the military. His salary was cut from $55,000 down to $21 a day. Uh, He wasn't bitter, though. He, He said that his country came first. And eventually we see him discharged and then re-enlist again after Pearl Harbor happened. So he was, again, one of these great Jewish American heroes who encapsulates um, the, uh, the opportunities that are available in this country. Yeah. Boy, that, that salary of 55000 a year would be a million dollars right now, a million dollars a year that went down to 400 a month. And so he really knew what it was 
put America first. And I think most of the Jewish people I've grown up with were always thankful to have the freedom that we had in America. And that freedom really became transformed into obligation. It's almost like paying a debt Mm. because we wanted to do something uh, for this country. Uh, But we have another example of someone also was born in Eastern Europe and uh, did something great for another country that we're all very interested in. And she's one of my favorite, favorite American Jewish heroes, but most people don't know her as an American Jew. And that was a woman who was born in Kiev in 1898, and her name became Golda Meir. That was Mm. her Hebrew name. She was the fourth prime minister of Israel from 1969 to 1974. She died in Jerusalem in 1978. But believe it or not, Golda Meir was a nice Jewish girl who was born in Eastern Europe, but she was raised in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. (laughs) From 1906 to 1921, she came to Israel in 1921, became a major spokesperson for Zionism in the 30s and 40s, and then eventually became uh, prime minister, the first female prime minister of Israel. And uh, she never forgot to remind people that she learned about freedom in the United States of America. And so she was a great American hero who became the prime minister Hmm. in Israel. Another example, our own founder, Leopold Cohn, who was looking for opportunity in spiritual and religious freedom and political freedom, and he left his native Hungary and came to the United States of America, became a believer in Jesus in 1892 and started CPM, Chosen People Ministries, in 1894. He was always grateful and thankful for what the opportunities that God gave him in America, not only political, national, and economic freedom, but it was in America that he found Jesus as his Messiah. And so this is a great July 4th, Bobby. It's good to remember the freedom that God gives us. And that freedom should lead us to gratitude for this great nation. And we pray for our nation, don't we? And I think if there's anything we need to do on July 4th, besides fireworks, hamburgers, and hot dogs, as important as those things are. We need to pray for the United States of America and pray for the Jewish people in the United States of America, especially, to find not only political and national freedom that their grandparents and great-grandparents gave up so much and sacrificed so much to make sure that they receive, but to pray that they find spiritual freedom through the one who sets us free. One of the greatest challenges the Jewish people have faced over the centuries is how to preserve our heritage while looking forward to the future. And that sums up the goal of Chosen People Ministries. We believe with all our hearts that the Bible is the inspired Word of God, that Jesus is the promised Messiah of Israel, and that the simple message of His death and resurrection has the power to transform the lives of Jewish people and Gentiles all over the world. And we'd love for you to partner with us. With your prayers and financial donations, we will keep proclaiming the gospel until we see him face to face. Learn more online at chosenpeople.com slash radio. Once again, that's chosenpeople.com slash radio. Or call 888-293-7482. We look forward to connecting with you soon. Welcome back. 
You're listening to The Chosen People. I'm Robert Walter, and I'm here with Dr. Mitch Glazer, president of Chosen People Ministries. And Mitch, you mentioned it earlier, but you have some Jewish American heroes in your own family. Well, I, that's right, Bobby. I do have some real heroes in, in my family. Uh, they are what we call halutzim in Hebrew, pioneers. And uh, so I'm going to tell you the story of how my mom's parents came to the United States of America. It's, it's, it's a poignant story, it's, and it's sweet and sour, it, really. Mm. So my grandparents, like many Jewish people, uh, were married through an arranged marriage, through a matchmaker. And uh, actually, it's not uh, unsimilar for most Jewish people from that day and age. They were distant cousins, actually. Mm. And so my grandmother and grandfather were married in Minsk, in Belarus. And my grandmother's parents were actually factory owners and therefore uh, pretty wealthy. And so they built uh, my grandparents a home. I think my grandmother was 17. My grandfather was probably 18 or 19. And they were ultra-Orthodox Jewish people. And so uh, they moved in. They, and like most uh, they had very large families. I think on my grandfather's side, they had eight or 10 kids. On my grandmother's side, they had 11 or 12 kids. I mean, so the Orthodox Jewish people always have large families. And so they were married and they moved into this house. And of course, there was a great economic future for my grandfather who had worked for his father-in-law and everything would be uh, wonderful. But then, almost in the first year of their marriage, there was a fire hmm. and the house burned down. And so my grandparents were sent on a mission because everybody wanted to come to America. The nickname in Yiddish literature at that time was the Golden Land. Hmm. And so everybody wanted to go to America. And since their house burned down and they were young, they were sent as the family representatives. They were the pioneers wow. to go to America to find a job and find a place to live. My grandmother actually uh, was already pregnant with my uncle, Hank, hmm. and... Uh, and so uh, my, my, my grandfather came to America, went through Ellis Island, settled in Brooklyn. Within a couple of years, he owned his own clothing store. He was very industrious. Mm. And uh, in uh, Sunset Park, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Uh, believe it or not, uh, right near where I live. And so my grandfather founded this store, eventually called for my uncle, and they came to America. And then there was one more child, and then my mom was born. And she was the baby uh, of the family. And my grandfather, before the Depression, uh, had about three or four clothing stores. And then after the Depression, he was blessed to be left with, with one, where he was making a decent living. Now, they tried to bring over the rest of the family. And my mom's mother came, Grandma Rose, came, and she didn't like America. Hmm. It wasn't warm. It wasn't friendly. And plus, she was pretty well off, even uh, in Europe at that time. So they decided not to come to America, which was the worst decision they ever made. So I grew up, Bobby, in a home where on the walls were the pictures in my grandparents' home of 20 relatives, multiply that by probably five or 10, that I would never meet because they all died in the Holocaust. And so not only did my grandparents come to America, and build a new life and a new family. But if they didn't come to America, they would have been dead. And so 
When I say that I owe my life, in a sense, physically, to this wonderful country, I'm not kidding. And my grandparents were about as loyal Americans as you could get. They loved this country because it literally saved their lives. So sorry that the rest of the family never came over, but I'm so glad my grandparents did. They would never view themselves as heroes, but they really were, at least they are to me. Perhaps you've been meaning to tell your Jewish friends about Jesus, but don't know where to begin. Well, if that's the case, we have just the thing you need, a book called How to Introduce Your Jewish Friends to Messiah. It's important to understand your Jewish friend's mindset toward the gospel message. And this book is a wealth of information. Written by our staff, you'll discover tips and techniques to help you witness more effectively, gain a better understanding of the rich history between believers and the Jewish people, and you'll even learn how to stand up against hate and anti-Semitism. It's our prayer that this book will encourage you to share your faith with your Jewish friends. And you can request your copy today by visiting us online at chosenpeople.com offer. That's chosenpeople.com offer. Welcome back. You are listening to The Chosen People. So our topic today has been freedom, liberty, and also looking at Jewish American heroes and the contributions and their experiences in America. Well, the Jewish people have certainly contributed quite a bit uh, to America. And again, it's my belief, and being raised in a typical Jewish home in New York City, with, I think I reflect and really uh, was raised with these attitudes, and it was an attitude of gratitude. I mean, uh, Jewish people know that this is the golden land. It was the land of great opportunity. And uh, we look at the Jewish community as it is today, where many Jewish people uh, have found uh, success through hard work and through education. But when the Jewish people first came here, they were poor. Uh, they didn't know English. Uh, they were, lived in ghettos like they did in Europe. It was a very, very difficult life. In fact, our founder, Rabbi Leopold Cohn, one of his ministries was to the poor Jewish immigrants that were coming into the United States of America, again, from Eastern Europe to escape uh, persecution. And Leopold uh, became a believer in 1892, set up Chosen People Ministries in 1894, and almost immediately began having programs to help the Jewish people socially. Because when they came to America, there was no, there was no exactly medical insurance in America right. in right. 1894, you know. Right. And and so uh, he set up medical clinics. He taught them how to sew so that they could get jobs. And one thing that very few people know is that Leopold Cohn found one of the best ways to reach Jewish people was to teach them English. And then also, what was a very big deal at the time, was to teach citizenship classes. Hmm. And so Leopold Cohn actually taught citizenship classes so that the Jewish immigrants could learn English, find a job, and become citizens of this great country. And so July 4th means a lot uh, to Jewish people. And uh, it means freedom from persecution and opportunity to work hard and to become somewhat better off than our relatives uh, before us. That was the attitude my immigrant grandparents had, and it was passed down to me too, 
to be grateful for the opportunities of this great country. Yeah, and I think that's such an important part of uh, freedom and celebrating freedom, celebrating liberty, not just in America, but the freedom and the liberty that we have in and through the Messiah, that our first response should be gratitude. It should be gratitude because if you consider what's been made available to us because of these freedoms, because of these liberties. Uh, and, I'm, and again, I'm speaking about America, but also in a much bigger way, talking about what Messiah has done for us. Right. Thank God. I, I mean, he has set us free from judgment, from condemnation, from sin, from, uh, from the shackles and the fetters that once bound us uh, right. because of our, our sinfulness. And we have freedom now because he went to the cross took the wrath of God that we deserve to set us free, to liberate us from this prison, and we should thank him. Absolutely. You know, there is sometimes a tendency these days, Bobby, to be a little cynical uh, about America and uh, to be critical. And, you know, I guess, you know, we all do things wrong. Israel does things wrong. America does things wrong. I do things wrong. It's part of the humanity. It's part of our sinful nature. But sometimes we really need to celebrate and go beyond that. I celebrate the transformation that God has brought about in my life through Jesus the Messiah. Because when the sun sets you free, man, oh man, you are free Hmm. indeed. And those words mean so much to me. And I think when we think about uh, the United States of America, I, I have some similar thoughts that even though America does have its problems, and we do, well, if you're out there listening and you don't travel uh, over 100,000 miles a year, as I did before COVID at least, Mm -hmm. and go to so many other countries, I'm telling you, when I get back to the United States, I want to kiss the ground because I'm so grateful for the opportunities and the real freedom that we do have here and uh, the freedom to proclaim the gospel the freedom to be who we are as Jews and as followers of Jesus. It's just a tremendous gift, Bobby. And so let me wish all of those listening today a very, very happy 4th of July. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. And on behalf of Mitch Glazer and the entire Chosen People Ministries team, I'm Robert Walter wishing all of you a safe, happy, and healthy 4th of July weekend. And if you'd like to learn more about this program, about Chosen People Ministries, or if you'd like to partner with us this year, please just visit Chosen People Ministries at chosenpeople.com slash radio. Or you can give us a call. The number to dial is 212-223-2252. That's 212-223-2252. You can also send a card or letter of support through the mail when you write to Chosen People Ministries at 241 East 51st Street in New York, New York, 10022. That's 241 East 51st Street, New York, New York, 10022. And now, let's close today's program with the Aaronic Benediction. Ya er Adonai panavalecha vikunecha. Yisa Adonai panavalecha.
May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. May the face of the Lord shine upon you and give you peace. B'Shem Shel Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Jesus the Messiah, the Prince of Peace. The Chosen People is produced and sponsored by Chosen People Ministries.